Vic DiMatteo. Hey, how are you, Matthew? How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. No problem. Guys, welcome to the Artificial Game Podcast. I am your host, A.R. Turbo, and... Victor Matetto, for the people who don't really know you, um, just explain yourself, your line of work, and first and foremost, you know, wh wh why do you make people laugh? Oh, it feels good when you make people laugh, instead of making people angry. You know, we live in a very negative, sad world, and I think you need to laugh now more than ever. Without a doubt. I'm just a regular guy from Brooklyn. I used to be a garbage man, a school bus driver. I drove a dump truck, a cement truck. I'm 56 years old. I broke my ass for 30 years. Started at Pitts Comedy Club in Sheepside Bay, Brooklyn. Yep. Fast, fast forward, I'm selling out theaters. Uh, I'm having a time of my life. There we go. And now people know you from the notorious bread and milk video. Do you want to explain like the mindset of what like what went behind that? What was like you know the normal day for Vicky Botetto? The normal day that turned into the rest of your life. Explain that. Well, the normal day. I get up about eight o'clock. I have my coffee. I have a, a muffin. I, I work out. There you go. And uh, I come to the kitchen. I ask my wife, what's going on today? She <laughs> makes a face. I told you last night, don't you listen. I don't, feel like, I don't feel like cooking tonight. Why don't you go out and get something? So later that day, I open the door, and I see a snowflake. And right away I thought, here we go. That's it. Everybody's go going crazy. Yes, exactly. That's it. And I, I, I whipped out the camera. Yep. And... I just, you know, started imitating, you know, it was an exaggeration, of course. No, but that, it, my, as it always from is. My house, yes, from my house to the car, it was a 26-second video that got me more recognition than 30 years of stand-up. That's just unbelievable. And now, for the people watching at home, or you're listening to it on SoundCloud, I just want to uh, mention that uh, you guys uh, seen Vic DiBattista before on the channel. Because Vic, I don't know if you remember, but um, I called you on Thirty Seconds with Vic. We talked before. Um, yes. On Thirty Seconds yes, with Vic. You, you plugged you plugged your channel. I'm on Thirty Seconds with Vic. There we go. And you know, and right after that, you know, there's a part of me. That you know, because I used to, I told you before I started watching you when I was a freshman in high school. Now being a senior, you know, there's a thing about uh, gaming on YouTube that you might not know that there are gamers on YouTube that the way they entertain their uh, audience, they're comedians within themselves, and you have so many fans and a following in the gaming community you wouldn't even imagine, Vic. You wouldn't even imagine. I have a following. It's I almost like consider it like a cult following. You know? <laughs> I have the most—I mean, I have the most loyal, true blue fans. You know, I'm, I mean, they sell out the shows for me. They're behind me 100 percent, and it's—you know—because no other comedian does what I do for my fans. I—I I have meet and greets. I, yeah. I call them. I'm 30 seconds. It's like I call them. They're not calling me. Who does that? No one. No one in this in the community of comedy, no one in the community of entertainment has ever gone the lengths have you went to. And like you said before on yesterday's uh, Thursday segment, Vic, free uh, free entertainment. Yep. Keyword. Yep, exactly. But, yeah, I'm doing this since 2010. You know, Bread and Milk was 2013. But even before, people don't know, even before Bread and Milk, I've been making these videos a long time. Your butter milk was the last one I thought would go viral. I, I almost I almost deleted it. I thought it was stupid. 
that's always the way it is. The video you yep. think that, you know, you didn't exactly. work on well. The video you think that, oh, people are going to say this. Then, you know, they're not, they're not going to really yep. catch on to it. You never think that's, that's well, going to be the video. I, I never make a video to say, you know what? I'm going to make a viral video. No, it never, like it's never that. like that. That's, not, that's never the mindset. Right. It's never the case. And we have a, a few questions here directly for the podcast. Um, sure. So the first question, first of all, I just want to ask you personally, how's the house? How's the renovation? You know, how, how's everything going? Because I know <laughs> a pain in the ass that uh, apparently from you on the many fuck this houses. By, by the way, fuck guys, everything in the Everything for Victor Matteo is in the description. His YouTube channel, Twitter. Or if you go on, if you don't want to go in the description, go on Google and Vic says this a lot of times. Type in Vic D, and everything That's comes all, up. It's amazing, you know. No, you know, I I fall out to help my fans to find stuff, but yet. You can't, you know, how do I get tickets for the Borgata? <laughs> the Borgata! They scroll the internet like it's the abyss. It's like they, they scroll through the internet like they're going through a dark hole. Exactly. They don't understand the directions people give you. They don't understand. <laughs> it's no. just, it's You know, crazy. they'll spend hours on Amazon to find a bracelet, but they can't spend two minutes. <laughs> just, and it's just, anyway, the house is done, thank God. Yep. Uh, the hardest, the hardest part was dealing. If anybody's listening, you live in New Jersey. Good luck with the inspectors and permits. Oh my God! I can only imagine. It's hard. They're like the mob. They're, <laughs> they're like a legalized mafia, man. They come in and you're at their mercy. They shake you down, but God bless. Everything's done. And uh, there's nothing like the finished product. You know, you, you got to go for the pain, but it, it's worth it. It, you know what, by looking at it, honestly, by looking at it, it's of course worth it. And you know, the, the entertainment, the content, you were able to pull out of that. And that's actually going to one of the questions. You have so many characters on YouTube. Yep. You have Tony yep. Gaga. You have that guy. And now you have Andy Mann. How do you keep things fresh and always original without making, you know, content repeat itself? Well, it, it's sad to say, uh, after working two jobs, between 1978 and 2013, like my wife says, I have too much time on my hands. Yep. And my mother always said, my mother, and I, I love this, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Oh, and my mind doubt. is, I'm constantly, when I'm just walking through the house, my mind is always, it's something. My vignettes, my videos, and my characters, I change, you know. It's, they're different. I'm not one dimension, but it, I find it harder to write new material in my stand-up, believe it or not. Yeah. But the vignettes, I mean, I could post, I mean, I got a whole, I, I could post five a day if I want to, but I don't want to, you know, because people don't scroll. So no, I try to limit it to, they don't scroll. I try to, if it's not in front of them, they're not going to go look for it. So I try to do no more than two a day. And that's exactly what, you know, I'm going to bring up next is, you know, with you and you saying with the, um, your material for your standup, um, as a comedian, how do you, how do you overcome a crowd where they're not really snatching onto your jokes and not really getting it? How do you overcome a tough crowd, basically? Well, the old adage is never let them see you sweat. You okay. put it on automatic, I put on automatic pilot. I don't even look in their eyes. I stare at the back wall and I... <laughs> Look at my watch, you know, I glan, I can't wait to get the hell out of there. But that very, very rarely happens. Is there a, sig I mean, is there a significant show where you were like, holy shit, I gotta get out of here. I have to get out of here. Oh, 
Yeah, when I first started, even you know, even recently, you know, it's, it's never you; it's the audience. Yeah. Because I could do this. I could do the same exact act for two different audiences. One of them will give me a standing O. The other one will stare at me like I'm an oil painting. It's, <laughs> it's never. It's. I always say to myself, it's never me; it's the audience. Exactly, because because in stand up, what many people don't know uh, in stand up, you know, you keep the same material because you also have the thing in your mind. It's almost like a magician when you're doing a trick for one person, you can't think in your mind, "Oh, I'm not going to do right. it again because I already did it to that person." The other person doesn't know what the exactly. trick is and what the material is. So when you're doing stand up, you know, one, like you said before, it's really hard to make new material, but at the same time, when there's like a tough crowd. You know, you can't put all the blame and pressure on yourself because there's such little right. that you can say. And whether there's 30 people or 3,000 people, my manager always said, you got to give a good show. You never know who's in the audience on any particular night. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, you know, going back and, you know, seeing... Um, you know, like you were saying before, going on to when you started at Pips Comedy Club in Brooklyn, um, you and even before Pips Comedy Club, like you, you grew up watching comedians such as you know, Ronnie Dangerfield, uh, Jackie Gleason, and so forth. The Honeymooners. If you had now, this is a funny one. If you had thirty seconds to speak to any one of your role models, what would you say to them? Uh, well, unfortunately, they're all gone. So I guess that's they're, no they're all right? on the ground. Unfortunately. Uh... I would ask George Collins, how the hell do you come up with a different set each time you do an HBO special? How do you do it? Mm -hmm. Where do you get all that material? I mean, that's, he's a genius. Genius. I can't do that. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I, I milk what I already have. And yeah. I try to, to ad-lib. But, mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Collins, uh, Richard Pryor, and all these guys, Bob and Williams. And even and you know what's funny and I was even actually binge watching on YouTube like they have all the honeymoon episodes and I was binge watching them to just to see how Jackie Gleason really performed and I learned that they didn't rehearse every episode. No, they didn't rehearse. No. He loved Jackie the on site. They called him the great one for for a reason. Yeah. I mean, this guy he, he had a rough childhood and you know what I love about Gleason? Brooklyn, Brooklyn bus driver. Exactly. That's it. That the honey the honeymoon is is the blueprint for sitcom. Yeah. It took place in one room, a husband and a wife, and the beauty of the honeymoon is the writing is timeless. Yeah. It's not dated. Like you can watch all in the family, it's dated. Yeah. The honeymoon is I mean, mind if I smoke? I don't care if you burn. Come on. No, yeah. That's timeless. The f and even with the you know with the camera work to do like everything the producers had to be uh, you know the on time like uh, yep. on time timing you know the facial expressions he would use and you know you're not sometimes you see comedians in these days they you know they're trying to bring that back with you know like the slow timing and like the facial expressions and especially you know you with the look like you know the comedy right. you can see it slowly but surely coming back in this new day and age of, you know, the society. I hope, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, because I, I can't watch TV, man. I, I'm, I'm starting, my kids are saying, you know, watch Netflix. Don't even yeah. Network, network TV, I mean, I always tell my wife, I feel like I missed the boat, or I was, I grew up in the wrong era. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I watch so many shows, and I just stare at it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, you know what? It's even funny. I was I was watching the um what was it just on the Grammys? Was it on the last Sunday 
What was it? Oh, boy. Now, I wanted to ask you, do you, because first of all, I see your tweets, I see everything, you'd rather stick pin needles in your balls rather than watch the Grammys. <laughs> you, there's times where, do you say to yourself, oh, not you say to yourself, do you, like, watch, like, the new, like, sets like Dave Chappelle has, Jerry Seinfeld, is that curious you, or not? Uh, believe it or not, I can't watch stand-up comedy. You know, I'm around it. I, yeah. I live it. I've been doing it for 30 years. It's like asking a guy who works in a pizzeria if he wants pizza. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look I'm, look, I'm sure Chappelle and Seinfeld, they're great and all that. God bless them. Yeah. I, don't, I don't knock any, I don't knock success. Mm -hmm. I, I more or less worry about me. I'm, I'm trying to focus on, I don't really care what anybody else is doing. You know, I'm just, uh, you know, the Grammys. Like, look, look, when I watch Jay-Z and, and all these guys, you know, I... Look, it makes father, you question. Thought, it makes you my wonder. Father, my father thought the Beatles were the Antichrist. So <laughs> it's always the generation before that puts down the previous. Look, I love Bruno Mars. I yeah. Love, I love Lady Gaga. I just can't stand rap music. I, I just don't get it. Like I told you in 30 Seconds with Vic, I enjoy listening to the oldies. I enjoy listening to, you know, the Dean Martin roast. You know, yeah. only, only if a little nudge in mainstream media to bring that stuff back the oh, oh with the God. demographics and the the voice that people can have i don't understand why people don't but you know what you go to the people in jersey shore who you know get drunk and have exactly. sex on tv that, and then you, you know, get the big bucks this is so refreshing to hear i was just 17 years old let me yeah. tell you something you're very you're very mature when i was 17 i didn't sound like <laughs> you i was an idiot Listen, it's it's hard. It's true. I don't I don't I don't get it, man. I I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you know, I first of all, thank you, and second of all, like I, you know, I find myself when I watch you, I find myself thinking to myself. I try to use, you know, some type of comedic relief that's in this community because everything's so serious. Everything yep. is so, you know, you they always have the wall up and it, it's it's so yep. it's it's not even like refreshing, but it's also a sense of, you know, you want to bring some joy in their life like wake up a little bit, put some water on your face and just try to understand what I'm exactly. trying to do. You don't know how many times I tweet out, like, you know, for example, let's just say there's a video out and people are starting to, you know, make those type of videos. It's like, and then they keep copying them over and over. That's like a comedian if they kind of try to copy some other comedians, like, you know, routine or rhythm. And, you know, you, you kind of right. question, like, why, you know, he's already doing it. Be your own person so someone can try to copy your style and you can feel good about it. I think. See a lot of when someone like when I did the bread and milk video, yeah, uh, a black a black guy did the black version. Oh yeah, the cool the Kool Aid and something, I, right? Yes, I think yeah. that's the highest form of flattery. I love that. Yeah. You know, well, it, I, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, you know, Seinfeld a couple years ago. Seinfeld, one of the cleanest, most clever comics. He said he doesn't like to do colleges anymore because of all this politically correct nonsense. You, no. you watch the I Grammys, you, you hear more about comments about Trump than you do with their music. Like, it's... Exactly. And speaking of Trump, I do not talk politics. No I'm, way. You, no if you how. talk politics, you're putting quicksand underneath your feet ready to be sunk. It's, exactly. that's how it is. Because no matter who you are, no matter who you're with, you're going to lose half your audience. Just it's, be funny. Leave the political analysts, the... the 
uh, what's his name, Bill Maher, and, and yeah. the other guy that yells, uh, that was his name, uh, Louis Black. Yeah. That's what they do. They're good at it. I don't even touch that. You try to people stay away from it to try, you know, you're trying to save yeah. yourself. <laughs> people come to me to get away from that circus. It, exactly, and you know, there's no winning or losing in this, you know, in entertainment content creation for you know Instagram, Twitter, you know, and for, you know, for like you said, like you know, there's no, there's no winning or losing. I can, you know, I watch some of your live streams, and the amount of people who get mad when you run ads, because yep. I, I run ads. Well, YouTube runs ads on videos automatically if it's you know when you, you post. That? Do when, you yeah, believe that? Vic, you understand when I first told me it's crazy. How nice is this? You're giving free entertainment. Yeah. So last year, I didn't know Facebook. You had this option. You could press on that blue uh, dollar sign and make money. I, I give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like what I was doing. The zombie oh, apocalypse God. erupted. <laughs> He's taking advantage of his fans now. He's a big shot. He forgot where he came from. But yet, since 2010, I'm giving you five vignettes a day. I'm calling people up. I mean, you're always going to have haters. Mother always. Had haters. Always. You, you're going to have them with, you know, whatever direction you try to go in. You, you're going to yeah. have haters, whatever. But you know what? You, you know, you, you kind of need them to yes. push you in yes. that direction. Because if you don't have them, you're not going to be humble. You're not going to exactly. be straight up. It's Exactly. Without haters, you need we'd, have no win we'd have no winners. Exactly. Exactly, and you know, just going off here, um, and I want to get back into the part of you know being from you know, like you said, being from Brooklyn and starting at a Pips Comedy Club. You know, I actually you know a little fun. I got this actually question from my fans on Twitter, and they wanted to know, um, was there anything that you know from Brooklyn? I remember you saying yesterday on Pips, like the first time you were performing, your family was in the crowd. You know, you bombed. It was you know, you you said you were shaking on stage. Like that's how it was the first time, and. Was there any time you thought to yourself, this might not be for me? Like, was there ever a time where you were like, you know what, I've been doing this such a long time, you know, it's it's a drought right now. Did you ever find yourself asking yourself that question? No, no, because I had a passion for stand-up from the very beginning. And once, you know, first time I went on stage, the needle was hooked. Yeah. And that's it. When you have a passion, when you believe in yourself, I just, I never, honestly, I didn't think I'd be where I am now. I thought I'd be driving a school bus yeah. and still doing comedy. By the way, my grandfather together. rode a school bus for the same company, Pioneer. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I used, to, I, I used to drive the school bus, do the comedy at night. I thought that would be my life. I just, I, you know, I broke my ass. I got a manager. Everything, the, 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 three years ago was everything, the perfect storm. I got a manager. Bread and Milk went viral. Kevin James put me in Cop 2. Yeah. It's just, from, it's been a beautiful ride. You know, you know, I just want it to go like it's going. Everything else is crazy. Exactly. And, you know, you say to yourself, um, after, when you're talking about, you know, the movie, you said you were on that uh, emotional roller coaster coming up from Vegas, coming yep. back to driving the school bus. And actually, in one of your documentaries, the Give Me a Shot documentary, you said when yep. you used to do the Borgata, you used to come home at like 2 o'clock in the yep. morning. How, the heck, how did you survive that for a whole week? I don't know. <laughs> well, my, see, when I used to do the Borgata, they used to book, you would, you would book there seven nights. The whole yeah. Week. Now, don't forget, I'm doing this seven nights in a row. So by, by the end of the week, I got no voice. I'm a <laughs> you're dead. Bastard. My wife's like, how come you're so miserable? I mean, you know, Jesus, I'm, 
doing the comedy in Atlantic City. Because you got two hours of sleep that night. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but when, when you have a passion for something, you do, you make it work. You do what you got to do. It's, you know, and you're, and you're the prime example of just that. It, it's honestly just that. And, you know, I wanted to do something a little bit fun to wrap this all up because I know you have 30 seconds with Vic tonight. By the way, you yeah. doing it 30 seconds with Vic? I'm the tonight? guest, and I want to I wanna plug your, uh, your thing here again. Like, I'm going to say, hey, I just got off the podcast. Uh, then so you don't have to. You, Thank, you don't have to. No, no, it's, you don't have to do that. It's, nah, it's, it's humbling enough to my... be talking to you right now, I swear, Vic. It's I'm humbling enough. I'm putting on my fan page. I'm putting on my fan page. Can you just, like, send Russell the links and all that? No, like, without, a doubt, without a doubt. Without a doubt. First of all, Russ, what a... Honestly, he's awesome to talk to. You know, yep. we, we were emailing back and forth. And, you know, not to sound all about, you know, me for a second, but, you know, my friends are asking me, how did you get Vic to come on your show? How did you do this? And I told them, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm always the one to tell my friends when they, you know, when they're talking like your shit don't stink. Or I always try to right. humble my friends and, like, who they are and, like, you know, where they stand. And... I told him, like, listen, I've been watching Vic for such a long time. I went out and I, and I, you know, and I, and I took a shot, basically, like, like your document. I took a shot, right. and you know what? It was just an honor to hear back from Russ saying, you know, yes. And first of all, Russ, shout out to you, man. You're honestly awesome. We, we emailed back and forth with this, and uh, you have a great manager. He's a Mr. Bojangles, Mr. Bojangles. Now here you have a 17 year old kid. Who, who understood him, yet when he makes tries to make deals with some uh, club owners and venue owners, they he don't probably know, hears it all. Do, they don't know how to do... This guy's been in the shop tank for 30 years. He knows his shit, takes no shit. He's all about honesty and loyalty. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I, I, we can't please everybody. It's impossible. It's, it you is know, impossible. It is. You know, we, we try our best. We're trying our best. It's just, you know, we're trying our best, but at the end of the day, you're making it work, and you're killing it on every single social media platform. You're killing it in stand-up. And to wrap up this podcast, I wanted to do something a little bit fun, and I actually did a poll on both my YouTube and Twitter, and I wanted to see if the fans wanted to see this. So when, when they watch this and they listen to this, um, they, I think they're going to get a kick out of this. So you do 30 okay. seconds with Vic like many people know. Right. You do a segment called Ticked Off Vic as well on your channel. Right. I am going to give you 30 seconds for each topic I speak about. And it's something you ranted about before. I didn't want to put you on the spot. You know, it's something you ranted about before. I'm going to give you okay. 30 seconds each time you, you know, and you rant about it. You can go over, under, doesn't matter. I'm going to name some topics, and just from your heart, I want you to just to rant about it like there's no tomorrow. Got it, and I'm looking at the clock, because I got we got to keep it tight here. Without a doubt, I okay. Seven, I got seven minutes, go ahead. No doubt, okay, so, the first topic, the pumpkin spice craze. You know what ticks me off when Dunkin' Donuts tells us when and what months of the year we're allowed to have pumpkin spice? It's always during autumn or Halloween, and what if I don't like pumpkin spice? What if I, I like another flavor? But why why can't pumpkin spice be during the whole year? Why just autumn? That's what ticks me off. That's what ticks them off. Next topic. Your kids labeling the food in the fridge. Oh my god. You know what ticks me off? My kids label the food in the fridge. I mean it's my house. I, 
I, I open the refrigerator, it says Victoria. I open the freezer, it says Michael. So you know what I'm going to do? When they move out, get their own apartments one day, I'm going to get postage and put it on their food. Look what daddy ate. There we That's go. That's what ticks me off. Now, you're in the bathroom, you look at the toilet paper, and there's no more toilet paper. You know what ticks me off? When I'm taking a dump and I go to wipe my ass and it's like I have one piece left. But you say, okay, let me look in the cabinet. It's, there's no, there's none in there. So now you gotta get up naked, you're dripping water and, and, and shit and fucking, you gotta walk from the bathroom to the garage where the wife gets a pallet from Costco. She keeps the mother load of toilet paper in there instead of keeping some spare ones in the bathroom. That's what ticks me off. Okay, now we have the things that are inside home goods. Home goods, you know what ticks me off? Home goods. My wife loves this place. All when my wife, when we drive by home goods, my wife, her nipples get hard. <laughs> I hate this place. It's a big store of miscellaneous shit that doesn't match or make any sense whatsoever. It's the store of misfit furniture. A scale that's a clock, a clock that's a scale, empty bird cages. We even have a picture of an empty bird cage that's hanging next to the empty bird cage. That's what ticks me off. That is disgusting. Now the last topic, I feel like you're gonna have this one because you did this in an old stand-up comedy uh, routine. Taking that Florida road trip with your kids. I hate driving to Florida with my kids because every this is when they were small. Every ten minutes, because they want to go to every McDonald's to get the whole collection of the toy that's in the Happy Meal. When we once we drove three times to the freaking drive-through, we got the same toy. It was the cow, and my uh. son wants the horse. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you take his horns off and make him a horse? That's what ticks me off. Vic, you absolutely killed it. Guys watching at home. Uh, Vic, first of all, anything you want to say to the people watching at home? You absolutely killed it, too. You're a good kid. Thank, Thank you. you. And listen, I'll, I want to come back. I'd love to come back and do this again one day. Without a doubt, we'll definitely keep in touch with this and everything. Uh, guys, if you're watching on SoundCloud, link's going to be in the description if you want to listen to it. If you want, you know, you're driving to work, you're driving to school, whatever. You can listen to this. Link's going to be in the description of Vic, uh, Vic Potato's fan page, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Also on YouTube, everything in the description. Vic, it was an honor having you. And don't, don't forget to check out Vic Potato's 30 Second with Vic on his YouTube channel. Vic, and my website, Vic there you go, Vic. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Vic, for coming on to Thanks, the show. Matt. Listen, please send Russ all the info. I'll do it right after we end this right now. Okay. Take care, buddy, and thank you. No problem. Thank you, Vic. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap.